0: That'll pump us up here for a minute. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to have, uh, uh, you know, some folks in the studio right here. And these are people that are very familiar with being on radio, very familiar with taking a powerful, powerful message out into the world. Most of us, you know, remember the incredible show that they've put together, uh, Interfaith Talk Radio. And so when we look at what they've accomplished in their lives, and what they're bringing to us today with the seeds of compassion, we can only really step back and think that this is more than simply an invitation for all of us to take action. It really is a requirement. And so Rabbi Ted Falcon joining me here today, and Reverend Don uh, McKenzie uh, joining me here today. Uh, Brother Jamal is uh, not with us, but here in spirit. I have
1: been given permission to channel him.
0: Okay. So
1: if you hear wow. Rumi or the Quran coming through me, you'll know Brother Jamal is uh, here. I
0: hope the- he's listening to this show.
1: <laughs> Call know, in Jamal, yeah. We
0: should get him on the phone. Uh, so this is going to be quite a journey for us today. I want to welcome you both and welcome you back to radio. Thank uh, you. Your show is so missed, so we're hoping that you'll get back and, and join us with that again. Seeds of Compassion is... Uh, for many people, it's almost uh, a, you know a term that uh, people just don't get and don't understand. And yet, in the Seattle area, we have been so blessed with the energy and the action that people are taking. And I wanted to ask each of you to talk a little bit. About Seeds of Compassion from your own personal perspective, but, but also for the bigger picture on what we are creating as a result of the energy and the, and the spiritual uh, presence we have here.
1: So, many months ago, it became clear that there was a major program coming to Seattle, a unique program, a program which, in fact, is drawing already a larger audience than any non-sport event has ever drawn in the state of washington Mm -hmm. and that's called it's a program called seeds of compassion the dalai lama is coming from the eleventh of april through the uh... through noon on the fifteenth of april programs drawing sixteen thousand school children from all over the state programs drawing people who are Energized about brain research. How do children learn compassion? How do we teach compassion? Special programs for teachers, special programs for parents, just remarkable opportunities. And the essential quest is how do we learn to open our hearts at a younger age so that the generation that is now growing up can become empowered to support a world of greater love and a
2: world of greater compassion it it feels uh, pat it feels as if uh, we in this culture have reached some kind of bottom in terms of our um, obsession with individuality and self and so forth and um that the need for cooperation, compassion, reconciliation, all those things, justice, has become a part of the cultural consciousness or a, a, a awareness at such a deep level and with such energy that um, this this program, uh, which is going to happen, as Ted said, uh, is drawing um, people that... It would never have drawn before a moment in the culture where the need was felt, not just individually, but with some kind of collective sensibility.
0: You know, it's really interesting. Um, I was out and about, and I'm getting ready to speak at the the Northwest Women's Show this weekend. And I was out and about, and my listeners uh, have heard me comment about our pop culture. A pop culture, how do you describe that? Well, you describe that by what you see sort of on the mainstream of television, media, you know, and the celebrities we focus on. And so I made a comment the other day about Angelina Jolie. And my comment was... Uh, that, you know, she has become a spokesperson for compassion. And I got a couple of emails that, you know, were, were positive about it. And then I got a couple of emails that said, you know, this is just a fad with our celebrities. And I thought about this for a minute and I thought to myself, so what? (laughs) So what if compassion is a fad? if we can all first step into place understand it learn about it because with things that we classify as a you know either a fad or something that is in you know the mainstream of the popular culture we then connect ourselves to all of the people around the globe if we believe we are one
1: yes and if we begin to appreciate the myriad ways in which we have been and are being indoctrinated Mm, to an us-versus-them reality so that the leaders of our country, the leaders of our institutions are all too willing to inform us about who the enemy really is and these are the people we need to watch out for and these are the people who are not really human and these are the people who don't really care about their children like we care about our children and it's okay To destroy these people and everything will be okay if we just get rid of the bad guys, the evildoers. And uh, against the backdrop of that kind of indoctrination, the Seeds of Compassion program and continuing project emerges. And it's seeds because... The goal is to plant seeds that will grow more fully and more freely as time evolves. The idea is not to put on a program of five days. The program is to establish a process that will be deepening locally as well as globally.
0: Do you think that there is anything really that can stop the momentum of this?
1: The momentum of which?
0: Seeds of compassion
1: ultimately no but it's a matter of time it's like as as pastor don said we are in a kind of emergency mode there are things happening in our world there are things happening in our environment which need to be spoken to and addressed now we i don't think we have the luxury of as much time as we used to think we had
0: well, you know, and I want to ask you about this, uh, Don, Pastor Don, and that is, you know, John Martini opens my show, every show that I do. And one of the things he believes in is he believes in the world of, he believes in the worlds of contrasts. For every uh, horrific act in the world, there is a miraculous act of compassion. And so many people are looking at what's going on now, and some folks have said, but of course you know because because on the one hand we have talks of recession we are in war there are atrocities going on you know against women around the world i mean the list goes on and then on the other hand you have something like what we're doing in seattle with the seeds of compassion that involves so many people willing to act what would you say is the lesson that we could learn from what's happening here, and how can we share that with other places in the world?
2: Well, I think one thing that has been emerging since, uh, since let's say, since 9-11, mm. which was a, a watershed moment in, in our sensibility about the nature of what it means to live on the planet and so forth, uh, and the, the, the potential to misunderstand other people's experience, faith, government, and so forth, Um, I I think that um, what it has taught me is that deep in the human heart in every human heart is a desire to heal and connect Um, higher up um, is a a tendency to drift from that if there's no sort of outside um, either a community to hold you and remind you know we all need to be reminded mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. otherwise we drift into uh, concerns about ourselves mm-hmm. and um so or without a crisis or something and i think that that right now the crises that are happening are just not going to go away uh without some uh, some really intentional experiences such as this this workshop with the Dalai Lama mm. i think also that
1: uh, you talk about the balancing of the light and the shadow, the balancing of the compassionate acts and the destructive acts. I think there's another level of awareness that actually compassion is uh, promoting, and that's an inclusive consciousness that holds the what we would normally call good and bad the light and the shadow holds them together. So we're not simply at the mercy of getting sucked in when things are bad or getting sucked in when things are good, but appreciating that there's a greater consciousness, there's a greater frame which holds both. I think compassion is uh, bigger. It offers the possibility of embracing the whole thing. There's never going to come a time when on this level of reality you can have light without shadow. So... I totally appreciate that, Um, and that light and that shadow are part of a larger reality in which they are held as one. So it can get to a point where we can appreciate the light and shadow of our level without acting them out in violent ways, without acting that shadow out in ways that cause destruction and pain.
0: Well, let's take a short break. And uh, uh, I so appreciate both of you joining us here today. And, of course, Brother Jamal is here in spirit. Uh, we're here with Rabbi Ted Falcon and Pastor Don McKenzie. Uh, Rabbi, uh, and also, uh, when we look at uh, Rabbi Ted and uh, Pastor Don and Brother Jamal, we know them as Interfaith Talk Radio. They're here with us today. We're talking about Seeds of Compassion. If you've got comments or questions, one 800 We'll be right back.
3: Tune in your radio to hear Carrie O'Connor, master visionary, medium, and clairvoyant as she uses her amazing psychic gifts to help you step into your divine power and begin to create the life of your dreams. Carrie will read your unique energy field, connecting you with the treasures of your soul, your passions, and your true life purpose. Don't miss Carrie's weekly astounding and energetic predictions. Fasten your seatbelt as you take a wild ride with Carrie O'Connor. Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Listen live at thedrpatshow.com Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are.
2: hi this is chat with women and i'm pam and i'm rochelle we're a forum for women and the men who love us who want to learn grow change their lives and have some fun join us now five days a week monday through friday from 8 a.m to 9 a.m to be inspired educated all with fun and love be
3: sure to visit our website chatwithwomen.com Are you tired of treating your animal companions with toxic drugs? Do chronic, degenerative, or disabling conditions affect your horse's or pet's quality of life? Quantum Healing, created by Dr. Susan Seeley, with over 25 years as a veterinarian and 40 in the equestrian field, brings hope of true health and healing for your pet or equine companion. Visit QuantumVet.com. Learn how Quantum Healing can benefit your animal companion. That's QuantumVet.com. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day.
1: Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
3: Has
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so thrilled to have uh, Rabbi Ted Falcon joining me here today, um, as well as Pastor Don McKenzie. We're here we're talking about Seeds of Compassion. There are a lot of activities, a lot of things going on, uh, and people are, are stepping up eagerly to get involved. Let's talk about some of the things that you both are per, you know, involved in, and of course, Brother Jamal, but you know, let's talk about about very specific things. What is really happening here?
1: Great. The first thing I would encourage people to do is go to seedsofcompassion.org, seedsofcompassion.org, which is the website for the whole project and has updated information. As we get nearer to the event, things are crystallizing uh some of the programs are well all the diff- there their programs there are various venues uh in Seattle the concluding the program like the major uh program concludes around two o'clock on the fifteenth the tuesday the April fifteenth and then we move into local activities which are talking about and sponsoring uh... projects that will go on for the entire year mm-hmm. so the beginning of the day on the fifteenth is at UW at heck ed and the tickets i think are already sold yeah, out that, for yeah. that yeah. Uh, although the whole thing will be webcast so people can go on the web uh, if they're able to have that connection and watch everything that's happening Starting around 3 o'clock in the afternoon of Tuesday the 15th, the venue changes to Seattle Center. And at Seattle Center, there will be workshops led by local people focusing on different aspects of supporting compassionate action in the world, supporting compassionate education with children. So there are various things that are offered. Specifically, we're involved in two workshops Uh, The first one is looking at the deepest and most powerful values that emerge from all of our traditions. Essentially, is there a shared ethic? Is there a shared value system which is bigger than any particular Mm -hmm. tradition Mm -hmm. so can we have a dialogue about that and that workshop is going to involve participants in small groups where they can discuss among themselves like what what do you think are the most is the most important value that you would want to have uh, people live by Mm -hmm. and then we would we're hoping to show how those values Uh, And we trust that people are going to come up with meaningful values that we wish to live by. How Uh those, in fact, are rooted in various traditions. So if you're Jewish, here's where you find it. If you're Christian, here's where you find it. If you're Muslim, here's where you find it. If you're Buddhist, here's where you find it. If you're Hindu, here's where you find it. To allow people to see just crystal clear that even though our traditions differ even though there is a uniqueness that all of us want to preserve there is also a trajectory there is something bigger toward which all of us are moving and which in so, which itself can provide a kind of umbrella to give us a context for conversation for action and for deepening Compassion in the world,
2: and I would say that the differences are not just uh, among and between the great religious traditions, but also among and between uh, conservatives and, right. and Absolutely. more liberal. Uh, Absolutely, uh, uh, there's there there are conversation possibilities all over the place that are just waiting to arise uh, up from right. this. Experience. Sometimes the differences within traditions. Are
1: more difficult yes. to bridge than yeah. the exactly differences between traditions. Yeah,
0: uh, but the idea is, you know, the notion is to find common ground. <clears throat> you know, the, the notion is to find a meeting place, right. a but, place but where people powerful could
1: go. meeting place, Absolutely. not watered down meeting place. Right, but really, the meeting place that
2: inspires and stimulates and is alive, and, and to overcome that natural suspicion that the other person may be seeming to listen to me, but basically that person really wants me to believe the same thing he or she does. And so to develop that trust that we really are able to hear the uniqueness of another person's experience and then understand that and then find ways that the desires that come out of that and the experiences connect to mine and to ours and so forth so that the natural suspicion Uh, Can be overcome with real cooperation and so forth?
0: Well, you know, and I used a term the other day, and, you know, somebody just looked at me, you know, kind of strange, and I used the term quantum compassion. And the reason that I use that term is if you know anything about, you know, quantum science, you know that what's involved in actually moving, you know, the the particles around is a shift, is a bump, is, it's not just, as you said, it's not just, you know, a conversation we've had before. It is a massive conversation for us to stretch a bit beyond what we may be comfortable with. Absolutely. I mean. Right? I mean, that's how you're going to get the kind of compassion you're talking about. That's how you're going to get the kind of common ground. It's not the fact that, oh, let's just sit here. We all believe in God. Great. Let's leave. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And then the second part, the second workshop we're involved in has to do with what are specific spiritual practices? What are specific meditative practices coming out of each tradition supporting the deepening of compassionate consciousness. Mm. So we'll be doing that teaching and providing people materials that they can take with
0: them. Mm. Let's give out that website again.
1: Seedsofcompassion.org.
0: And I would be uh I would feel bad if I didn't take a minute to quote Rumi. And I want to do this because I think it's appropriate. And it's one of my favorite quotes and poems by Rumi. Uh, and it goes like this out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass the world is too full to talk about ideas language even phrase each other doesn't make sense. Thank you for joining us here today.
1: Oh, Thank you. thanks
0: Dr. We'll be right back with Matt Jane's your James your life purpose. Stay tuned. <laughs>